0: Good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have Dr. Eric Francom on the show. You guys are going to love this. You're going to love his story and you're going to love him. He's a great guy. So stay with us. We'll be right back with Dr. Eric Francom. All right, we are back. Let me bring Eric on. Eric, welcome to the show. Great
1: to be here, Ken. Thank you.
0: Sorry, doctor, Eric.
1: Oh, call me Eric.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're you know the difference good-
1: between a, a dentist and a doctor, right? What's that? You know the difference between a dentist and a doctor, right?
0: No.
1: Doctors don't call themselves dentists.
0: <laughs> oh my god. That reminds me, I was, I was um, playing golf with a buddy of mine, a dentist, one one time, and, and he said something. I'm like, dude, stop it. You're not even a real doctor. <laughs> He's never there let me go. live that down. Anyway, so um, look, I started this show a little over five years ago now, which blows my mind, um, and it was to help people get unstuck in life. I think we all go through the stuff and, and, and we get stuck and, and that's what this is about is helping people get through it. So, um, you know, why don't you start with telling everybody where you were born and raised?
1: Yeah, I was born. And raised in uh, Salt Lake in Ogden, Utah. So I went to Weaver State University in the great state of Utah and had my four seasons. I worked at Snowbird Ski Resort as a snowmobile guide in 40 below with 40 mile an hour wind chill. And if you had any square inch of your body not covered up, you knew it because it had frostbite. So we had a lot of fun back there. And um, you know, yeah. I, I thought out for dental school, went to dental school in, in Glendale, Arizona, where I met and married my beautiful wife Shannon, who was going to ASU as a therapist and uh, wow. Graduated through there and, and went to a little town called Coarse Gold, California, right outside of Yosemite National Park. As oh, wow. Practicing, working for some other people. So, uh, But I was anxious to get my own practice, and I bought a good existing practice here in in Texas in a little town called Seagullville. And I figured if one practice is good, then four must be better. So I started three others from scratch, and we had the group of the four of them. And, uh, yeah, I was just grinding it out, you know, like I was, uh, I didn't have
0: four, four individual locations,
1: four individual locations. Yeah. I I was the sole uh, owner. We had other doctors working for us.
0: Wow. So talk about that. Talk about, okay. So you, that was really, really fast. Um, but talk about (laughs) like you, you ended up, how long did you work for the other practice in California
1: for about 18 months? I worked there.
0: And, and was there something that like happened that made you go, I, I, I can't work for somebody else. I've got to have my own. Yeah. I think
1: that, you know, a lot of the reason that I went into dentistry as opposed to one of the other uh, places in medicine or some other jobs is I did want to have more of the entrepreneurial, uh, you know, advantages. Um, you yeah. know, sometimes you wonder, you um, have to be careful what you wish for, but uh, yeah. no, I, I, was, <laughs> happy to be in control of my own destiny. And I just wanted to grow and help a lot of people. I wanted to uh, create, I think we're built and meant to create things. So, um, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to digest an entire career's worth of debt and, you know, a debt on a practice debt on education debt on, you know, the real estate of the practice in just a couple of months or years, it just hung over my head. And so i wasn't really balanced i mean i was just i was making myself sick in the morning um not just in the morning i was having a hard time sleeping at night and you know as i was i remember being hunched over the toilet just throwing up like if i had anything on my stomach to throw up just kind of gagging in the mornings just because wow. i just had so much nerves and adrenaline and cortisol and um, you know all before 7 a.m and you know my sweet new new wife you know we we thought hey we have our own practice we moved to texas let's start having a baby and And I just remember looking over her and saying, man, I I am in no condition to have a baby. We need to kind of get things under control. And man, I didn't know it then, but she was pregnant and she knew it, but I didn't know it. Oh, so, you know, like the freedom that we get is not just for ourselves, but for others. And I had to do something a lot different. I had to change my mindset and my relationship with money. And
0: (laughs) so wait, wait a minute. Wait. So your wife is telling you, I think we should have a baby. (laughs) And you're saying no. And she's pregnant.
1: Yeah. Well, we decided we were like, Hey, yeah, let's do this. This is a great idea. Let's move to Texas and, you know, have a baby right away. And, and I just, with the stresses of it, you know, taking on a a toxic culture at the practice and all of this debt and, you know, just everything couldn't have been more of a change all at once, you know, as the movie says, or whatever the show is, everything, everywhere, all at once is just what it felt like. And, um, you know, so, yeah, she, she was wow. pregnant. I just can't believe I put her through that. If she wasn't a psychotherapist, then <laughs> I don't know if, if uh, she would have put up with, you know, me and my, my, uh, you know, uh, my learning curve there.
0: It's, it's, it's a lot. And, and so how, so you came here, you started one practice, but did you, did you immediately open the other ones? How, what was the time frame on that?
1: Yeah. So, um, I quickly scaled my own hours. I worked a lot more hours than my predecessor. Um, mm. and he was he had some other doctors helping him out and I just thought, Hey, I'm going to do this all myself. And then, you know, I, uh, I've always been kind of a sucker for a deal. And I thought, Hey, there's this other place that would be a perfect, Location. It's grown to be about the second biggest uh, planned living development in the state of Texas. And there was no commercial in there at all. So I worked hard to get that second one going. I built it from ground up. So I not only became a dentist and a a multi practice owner, but I became a, a developer. So
0: um, Jeez. I had
1: to deal with a county that didn't know how to deal with commercial and a housing, uh, 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 an HOA that didn't seem like it wanted it very much. And so, yeah, I was wearing a lot of hats and not getting nearly enough, ha- uh, not enough help. So. Would you call
0: yourself an underachiever? <laughs> a, a glutton for punishment, I'd say. For right? sure. So, so you start like, you're already with one practice, not getting enough sleep probably. And now you're like, no. you know, why not?
1: Yeah. I had a, a doctor that uh, was a vet that was you know, a veterinarian. Uh, he, you know, he said to me, I, I guess twice the practice is four times the headaches. And I thought, yeah, that that's true. And so, wow. you know, four times the practices is, is a lot more, at least 16 times the headaches. And that's yeah. definitely true. Um, I got, uh, I wasn't afraid to learn something or do things the hard way, but I learned that there is an easier way. And that was one of the big things that I had to change in my mindset is it doesn't have to be hard. And when I realized that I got on the fast track.
0: Okay. So we're, we're going to unpack that here in a second. Um, Now, did you attend your, like, did your wife give you one-on-one therapy sessions often for, for like this? Like, honestly, I'm an, I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years. Like that just seems insane to me. Like, wow. Wow.
1: Well, and a lot of people have struggles, you know, that are that, that intense that don't talk about it too. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people that are, yeah. that are going through it. And even if it's not entrepreneurs, sometimes jobs, you know, people are just like, man, I wish I was just sick today. Or, you yeah. know, some, some people, you know, would rather be sick than just doing what they're doing. And I wanted to change that. So I tell my wife, don't, don't do your, uh, you know, your voodoo magic on me. but um, she claims she doesn't, but I, I wonder sometimes.
0: Yeah. Right. So, so, uh, you know, what's interesting is I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine last night that works for one of the biggest corporations in the world. And, and you know, this person, uh, he he hates working there and wants to be an entrepreneur, but they they've, they've got him by that, that paycheck, you know, Mm -hmm. like, the golden handcuffs. The the golden handcuffs <laughs> yeah. Right. So what, w- I, I'm just curious, just in case he's watching, what would you say to somebody that is, is in that mindset that's in that place that, that, that wants to quit and go do their own entrepreneurial thing, yeah. but they're tied to that paycheck?
1: Well, sometimes, you know, getting a paycheck while you're starting something else is not a bad thing. Right. Um, you know, as far as uh, that leap of faith, it doesn't have to be all in with both feet necessarily. You know, you can start if you're doing a consulting business or whatever it is. Maybe if you can get one day a week off, I always try to recommend that. If somebody could do things on a four-day-a-week schedule or even a five-day-a-week schedule instead of a six-day-a-week schedule where you can have some time, your nights or weekends, to, to work on your passion project. Um, so, uh, yeah, I... Yeah. I think, I think that that's one thing, but the other thing is follow your heart. If you're doing what you enjoy, you're going to be good at it for sure. So, um, you know, you have to, you have to commit and then just have courage to that commitment. And, you know, if whenever we create something, it's because we made a plan and followed that plan. And whenever we don't, it's because either we didn't create the right plan or we just didn't follow the plan.
0: Well, my, my question to him was, I want you to name one extremely wealthy person that works for somebody else.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I just had a great meeting with, with Robert Kiyosaki a couple of weeks ago in Scottsdale. And he was just speaking to a, a small group of us and just wow. said, you know, the wealthy don't trade their time for money. And of course we know that to be true, but just, you know, the kind of the original, uh, you know, gangster, so to speak of the, the finance book kind of world and, and that kind of explaining that, yeah, the. The wealthy don't trade their time for money, and wealth is created through investments, yeah. not not even through
0: high wages. Wow! So, so back to the four practices. <clears throat> How for, you had to have been pretty young.
1: So yeah, I graduated at uh, 30 years old. So I guess I was yeah 30, 31, 32 when okay. I started that journey.
0: And, and so here you are thirty, thirty one, thirty two 31, 32 is pretty young. So like you can juggle kids, a wife and four practices. That's not,
1: <laughs> but it's not sustainable. I couldn't be working at that pace, at, you know, at 71, 72. So. No, no. So and by the way, I was in the national guard at the same time. And it, they were asking for kind of a lot more midweek commitments. And, you yeah. know, like I was, I ended up working my Saturdays. I had three Sundays a month off if you call it that off between, you know, church and family and that kind of thing, it just, I didn't have the balance that an entrepreneur, uh, an entrepreneur needs.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So how long did you, did you sustain that lifestyle?
1: So, you know, I did that. I was just grinding it out, um, you know, pretty much until COVID, you know, when COVID hit, um, you know, we're talking, I guess, six years later, um, you know, eight years later, after practicing six years on, uh, you know, the the ownership, you know, side of things, I was going to offload a practice, and it just kind of fell in my lap that somebody offered to buy buy the group together. And oh wow, you know, I'd always thought of financial freedom. You know, I just happened to be at a, a dental conference um, with uh, Tony Robbins happened to be the one there. That, and um I got a a, a a breach. I'm gonna have some of my freedom that's in here with me right here. <laughs> oh, buddy. Sorry, dude. We've got my buddy at home. Can you say hi to the group? Oh, uh, hi, Ken. <laughs> Run along, buddy. Go get mommy. Okay, she'll help you. So, <laughs> I need to get a lock on my door, but uh, <laughs> yeah. um, so oh, that's cute. Yeah. You're good, buddy. Go. Mommy is going to help you. She'll help you with all that. And you know what? Like I, I love bringing yeah. him in because I didn't get to see eno- uh, enough of my other two kids they're you know, growing up, there was too many days that I was gone working before they woke up in the morning and I was, um, you know, still working after they went to bed at night and there was way too many of those days.
0: Yeah. We can, all of us entrepreneurs can relate to that yeah, there's a great question by my buddy, Joe. How do you define balance? Um, how do you define it?
1: Well, I knew what balance wasn't. Sometimes we can uh, identify things by their opposite, but um, you know the, using business and the things that we create as entrepreneurs to uh, to really be the tool to to have the things that we really want. Right. Like uh, it doesn't have to be a grind and it shouldn't be a grind. We're actually worse at it if it is a grind because without problems, entrepreneurs don't exist. Our job is to solve problems. Yeah. And we have to have white space to be able to think about those problems. If we have, you know, if we're in stress all the time, then we're not going to be solving those problems. So, um, you know, balance, I guess I would just say more than a definition is a statement that there is no future that's so good that it's worth trading today for. And if we're not enjoying the journey, then we've really missed the mark because there is no finish line. Wow. It's the journey that's where the joy is.
0: That's powerful.
1: Not some mythological finish line or destination. You know, and that uh, happiness has been shown to, to cause great relationships and cause wealth and cause health. When a lot of times we think, hey, when I get health, I'm going to be happy when I get wealth, I'll be happy. But you know, the science has shown it's the other way around. Wow.
0: So, so you, this around 2020 is when you sold your group of practices. Mm -hmm. Was there any kind of a clause in there that required you to stay on for a while?
1: There is. So I stayed on for not too long. I helped them to transition out and we ended up being able to, you know, go our ways after that. A lot of times people are there for, you know, three to five years or whatnot. You talk about, you know, the golden handcuffs, but you know, it really worked out in my case that I was able to achieve that freedom a lot sooner, which, uh, you know, when I'm talking to people or advising them on their exits, I'd say, you know, like if you have to take less money to get your freedom sooner, it is, it is very, very well worth it. You know, like, If you enjoy what you do, great. And you can keep doing that. But uh, again, where I was going with the Tony Robbins thing is he had created complete financial freedom and he had said, you know, like I work because I want to, not because I, I have to, and that really stuck out to me. And I just said, you know, I'm going to get financial freedom. So when the offer came, I thought, Hey, instead of having 50 practices, uh, I don't need a jet, you know, like I'd rather just have uh, the things that matter and more of those. And so I figured I could lock in that financial freedom yeah. and be there, you know, for a lifetime. Then wow. I get to work. Like I said, it's not about retirement. You don't want to have a life that doesn't require courage. That's where people get sick and unhealthy and they, they, you know, the, we're meant to create and to have courage.
0: Say that again. You don't want to have a life
1: that doesn't require courage that doesn't require you to you know to to use you know bravery and vulnerability to make something better than it is wow
0: dude that's so powerful somebody type that in the comments and <laughs> eric just put in wow no future worth trading today for that is that you're like dropping serious bombs here man that's crazy <laughs> So, so I had to you, learn them the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the, the, the point is, is you learned them and, and, you know, cause I, um, I can say there's many, many bombs of wisdom that, that in my life that I may not have caught onto right away, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, whoops, that, that is a hot burner. You're right. The fifth time I touched it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know what do you like? So you've, you found yourself out of business, so to speak, um, because you sold your practices. Where did things go from there for you? How, what, I mean, didn't you like, wasn't that like your identity? Didn't you kind of feel like this is, this is a big part of my identity? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is, and it can be scary. You know, sometimes when we're making big changes, it can be scary for others around you, you know, like your mom or mother-in-law that thinks, hey, you should be a dentist. Like, why wouldn't you be a dentist? You're going to put my 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 kids or my grandkids, you know, at jeopardy. Uh, it can be scary, but at the end of the day, we have to do, you know, what we know to be right. And we have to be in, in uh, continuity with ourselves. We have to be in integrity of what we truly want. So mm. yeah, it can be part of your identity. I still am a dentist and you know, I, I still am going to practice it some way or another, but, uh, I really like helping people to get to practice instead of having to practice. And it's not just dentists; it's other professions. You name the profession there, but getting people to just like I had wanted to trade having to work for getting to work wow cuz it's a whole different meaning it's a whole different feeling
0: you really, really get to be is. more
1: present and give the the most of yourself and the world needs that
0: wow this I, I i hope everybody on here has shared this out this is so 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 powerful so um so you 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 you're no longer in at this point or at that point you were no longer in dental practice and you're you wake up the day after you exit the practice completely and what did you do that day like did you go um geez I could go play golf or like what did you, what?
1: yeah you know I felt a kind of a freedom that I hadn't felt since really undergraduate where wow. I you know it's kind of ironic when I didn't have any money I felt a lot more wealthy than than when I, yeah, I had had money because I had Uh, you know, just enslaved myself and my mindset, you know, to it. So I kind of had that, that freedom. And my last name, Frankum literally means free man, like Frank home, one who is free. And I was not acting like one who is free. And uh, I want to, uh, you know, help other people to get that, that same freedom. So what did I do? You know, I spent time with family. I, I made it for missed time. I mean, as the, as an entrepreneur, we start solving the next problem, you know, before too long as well. I mean, we're not built to be couch potatoes um, there's oh. only so much golf you can play. And, uh, you know, I thought maybe I'll just go into another group or another uh, practice, but, um, you know, I thought there might be really something here. Uh, it always impressed me, Dave Grohl. I really liked, uh, Nirvana and, and even the Foo Fighters and, you know, just hearing him kind of talk about how he had his option to go play with Tom, Pred- Tom Petty or, uh, Pearl Jam, or yeah. you know, some of these other people that were his childhood heroes. And he thought, you know, Hey, instead of, just being a drummer, like I'm, I, I want to see what this this Foo Fighters thing can do, and you know he wanted to to pivot, and I think that we all need to ask ourselves, hey, you know, maybe we want to be a drummer, and that's awesome, and that's great, and that's information, but you know, if we want to create something else and do our own thing, then um, you know, why not?
0: You know, and I, I I normally save these questions for the end, but I'm going to just throw this out: How important is money?
1: Well, money's important. I mean, it is a a resource. I mean, it is something that's very, very important. And, um, you know, it, it is something that is what unlocks the gate to a lot of the other freedoms that we do have. Because in our monetary system, that's what we use for food. That's what we use for time. It's what we use for security. So with money, we have the power to spend our time the way we want it to. We have our power to help others the way we want it to. Um, you know, um, I just think about the biblical story of the the good Samaritan and how he, um, you know, the Samaritan was able to help the man that was robbed and, and laying on the side of the road because he had money. He had resources and he was able to take him to a hotel and get him taken care of. But then he had to go because he had things to do. He had to, yeah. to take care of important things as well. And, the same thing with money it does unlock our ability to have the kind of relationships that we deeply want it'll yes. uh, it unlocks our ability to have the time freedom that we that we really want and need and crave but you know we can have a lot of that right now even if we don't have a lot of money it doesn't take a lot of money to do it it takes mostly the mindset and then we can work on getting our cash flow and that starts if we don't have any money to go make money for us, then we start with our active ability to make money. And then we continually grow our passive ability. And really that passive is where we unlock the full freedom. Yeah. But a lot of people entrap themselves with just their mindset. So you can have a lot of that freedom today.
0: Uh, you know who, um, I think we even talked about this, you know who um, Dr. Ben Hardy is. Yeah. Right. It's- I so had a chance to meet book, Ben,
1: I know him him well. I like. Yeah, I love that book.
0: This book is unbelievable.
1: Yeah. and
0: and I've I've said to, it's and it's available everywhere. By the way, to anybody watching. In fact, yeah. it's even in my Amazon store. Um, you know, I I I think that and what Ben what they talk about Ben and Dan Sullivan talk about in in that book and I'm going to do a horrible summary. So you help me out here, but, (laughs) but, you know, essentially um, people, entrepreneurs, whatever we, we, we end up spending so much time in the 80% of what didn't get us there that we, we forget about or stop or lose focus on the 20% that got us to where we are and, 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 and delegation doesn't happen. So, you know, when, when I, and I, I, that's a horrible summary of the book. You've got to get the book and read it. But, but at what point in, in, you know, go back to when you first became an entrepreneur and you open up your practice and, and then the second one right after. And like at what point did you realize, okay, I can start delegating a lot of what I'm doing and, and, get more time, freedom and financial freedom, et cetera. Was there a moment for you that you went, had that aha moment as therapists call it?
1: Yeah, I don't, certainly not a moment, more of a progression, uh, you know, and sometimes I learn my lessons, not as fast as I should either, but sometimes I learn them the hard way, but as far as, um, you know, like the concept certainly, um, you know, and as it, as it progressed, it wasn't just delegate where I'm just getting it to somebody that is maybe less qualified for that task. Right. Really escalating to somebody where it's their 20%, you know, like it's, it's so easy for them to, you know, reschedule patients back or to, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, just clean teeth. as a dental hygienist, you know, people that are on their, path of I love this. I want to do this all day every day. Right. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, we don't think that people are that way because we think everybody just wants to create and scale and grow and and, right. and you know, sometimes there's people that are just like, "No, I want to I want to man that station and I want to do it better than anybody ever has." And it's a great, you know, symbiotic relationship.
0: That's so I hope every entrepreneur heard you say that. I it's it's pro, for me it's probably my biggest downfall because I want to see everybody scale. I want to mm-hmm. see everybody get really, really wealthy and and do better in life. And the bottom line is what you just said. There are people who don't want to scale. They just want mm-hmm. to man that station. I've never heard it put like that, but that's so true.
1: And you can still help them to become wealthy because again, it's their investments that are going to build their wealth more than it is their time. And so that we can do what we want, we need to, and we don't have to be incongruent with ourselves uh, on a path that we know isn't being our best self because we can get our money to go work for us. And, and we can really prioritize the needs that we want those, uh, you know, finances to unlock for us. Uh,
0: does the word the, I, I feel like the word investment may be misunderstood by a lot of people. I hear the word investment and I immediately think about my buddy, Grant Cardone, who's, you know, always, or, or my friends, Hua and Jaime who are doc, they eye doctors here in Dallas that, that have an investment opportunities for people. And I think about the word investment and I think, okay, I've got to give somebody a hundred thousand or 250,000 or a million dollars to, to invest in something, but that's not necessarily the case, is it? No,
1: I mean, the best investment you can make is in your education and your network. Those are ones that nobody can ever take from you, no matter what they can be the, they've been the most valuable for me as well. But then yes, investing in yourself and, and, and and then doing it in a secure way to where you know your investment some people call it an investment uh, in their own house and some don't but just you know what's the price of a pain not felt of having your house and um you know we kind of being having that security i mean how much would we pay for security if we didn't have it but then yes there are different ways to invest where it can be um you know like i said investing in education but of course when we get to the finances uh, you're buying your building instead of renting it. You know, that's where a lot of wealth creation happens and you know, where half of your payment goes towards principal and you're getting that back anyways. The other half is tax deductible. And, uh, plus you can have bonus depreciation and have extremely good, uh, you know, tax write-offs. You can be a lot further ahead buying than renting both your house and your business. Um, doesn't always make sense depending on if you want to, uh, you know, to have 50 businesses, maybe it doesn't make sense to own the real estate for all of them. But, um, you know, just the fact that you're investing in something, yeah. just having a goal of how much you want to, you know, set aside to send out those soldiers and have them go work for you and thinking you know, of your money as your workers, they need to pull their weight and, and bring back money
0: to you. Yeah. So when you, did you, how do I, how do I word this? So you did not, obviously the day you graduated from dental school, um, this, you didn't have this abundance of wisdom about investing and, and everything else. Um, did you ever go through times you and your wife where you were like, how, how are we buying diapers or, or how are we buying? I mean, was there ever any like rough times where you, you couldn't like you were worried about groceries
1: um yeah yeah there there are times you know like um a lot of a lot of the problems can be first world problems but yeah it can get scary you know when you trust somebody and and they steal from you and you know they, they can hurt you in a bad way sometimes yeah and um so yeah no there have been times where it has been uh you know scary like that yeah uh, the ironically, the worst times for it were when I did have money, I did have cash flow, but I just had this chicken little mindset of the sky is falling when it wasn't falling. And man, we can bring reality to some of those fears if we give them fuel. So, um, whatever we give attention to and our focus to is much more likely to happen. So, uh, mm. yeah, the times when I had less, I felt like I had more. The t-
0: oh, yeah. Just because of my
1: mindset. I'm just saying like in those early days when I, when I actually did have good active cash flow coming in, I thought, well, what if I get injured and I can't do this? What if my team quits? What if all my patients leave? What if, you know, like that fear does not serve you and it is antithetical to creating. And so once, you know, replace that fear with a, a plan and then just focused on achieving that plan. It's just natural.
0: That's so awesome. So, so talk about, and I, I totally agree. I, I, um, my wife and I have this conversation once in a while. I talk about it all the time. I truly believe, like, I don't think people understand what the law of attraction, they think it's some woo woo foo foo thing. And it's not, it's literally whatever you're focusing on. You're like, if you focus on enough, you speak it. I mean, even the Bible talks about that, right? So, but like you speak it into the world, like you're literally working on attracting that. Yeah. And yep.
1: That's. I think there's. Everything is created, you know, mentally and and in in thought basically before it's created in reality, and yes, thoughts do become things, and thoughts lead to actions, which lead to habits, which lead to a character, which leads to destiny. Is the great late Stephen Covey would say.
0: Wow. So um t- so so what are you doing now? Okay. You're you're not you sold your practices in 2020-ish, right? 2020? Yeah. 2020. Um mm-hmm. And and um, you played some golf, probably. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what do what do you do now? Do you do you, do you work? Do you? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I know. Of course. So okay.
1: you know, I'm going to get back into doing a little bit more in dentistry, but I'm just I'm not going to do it in a grind that is going to be so all encompassing that I, uh, you know. Everything else in my life takes a backseat to it. You know, yeah. even my work is going to work for me, not me work for it. As well as the, you know, my passion project and the thing that I am really doing the most of is helping other people to change that mindset and to uh, be able to learn how to invest in themselves, how to how to find investments, how to find some exclusive investments that uh, you know aren't available on the public markets and that kind of a thing. But you know, helping them to to really find ones that have a protected downside you know, where that's possible. A lot of the wealthy invest in private equity and venture capital type, type deals. And there are some things that are tied to a protected downside, because I mean, that's the the big key is not losing money. And there's a lot of bad actors out there right now. You know, there are just stories left and right about people that you would never think that are just embezzling or laundering or this and that. So, um, you know, I think that having a lot more of a collateralized portfolio, especially at this time is, is very necessary.
0: What's that mean? Can you say that in layman's? Yeah.
1: So like a lay- UCC lien, like basically having a, you know, lien to physical property that can protect oh. the downside of an investment, but still have a, a huge upside. I mean, there's wow. one that I invested in out of New York that, you know, has a, uh, basically it was giving, given a 55 year lease to attract them to the state for a 300,000 square foot facility, that they only end up paying about a dollar a square foot for even after all of their build outs and things after the government incentives. And then their tenants pay them about $110 a square foot. And they partner with these companies from their tenants who are uh, like an incubator accelerator, creating new companies out of technologies. They're taking a piece of those companies so they can have all of the upside of a really strong investment while having that downside protection of, of real estate for a 55 year lease that's worth about as much as the cost to invest in them. The valuation was
0: that. That's incredible. I had somebody recently, um, reach out to me just because I'm connected to so many people and they said, um, they they had and i don't know what this means like they're on a second round of investors or something whatever that means um sure. but it's the company that's making all of the electric vehicles for walmart del- home delivery and walmart walmart's headed that direction right so yeah. uh, because they want to compete with the big a <laughs> so um you know, are those and I mean, it's like he's like they're looking for like thirty-five million dollars or something. Are those the types of Because I know you have a, a group of people that you work with too, right? Yes. Are those the types of deals you guys look for? Or what are or is it primarily real estate stuff?
1: So, you know, certainly both. You know, we're looking for things that have as much downside protection as possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, something that Th- that could be a great uh, investment based on their valuations, their elect- intellectual property, how much their patents, you know, might be worth as um, which is not usually the first thing I look at, but it's, it's kind of a fringe benefit. Uh, sure. Their contracts, contracts are a big thing. Um, you know, there are, are some investments that we uh, negotiate that we can get in at a certain round. And I'm not trying to find the next, you know, behemoth of a company. We're right. trying to get in and get out at the next round where we feel like it's going to make it to the next round or we can get our money off of the table because you know, two thirds of these deals are going to fail. Uh, some, some sectors as high as 90% of the deals total will fail. So you have to have quite an appetite for loss. Wow. But very few of them fail. If they have a five-year contract with somebody, then getting in and out after three years, um, you know, can be a,
0: a really good strategy. How do you know all this? You're, you're, you're a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a how dentist board. I've always you say? had a
1: business mind, you know, like I've, it's always, I've always loved it. I've invested in, in that long before dental school, but uh, you know, when I got to the alternative investments, that's really where I got really excited. I found out that's how the, the ultra wealthy invest. That's how they make their wealth, why the wealth, the wealthy get wealthier. And You know, people sometimes vilify that, but you can have that too.
0: Um, Yeah. People do vilify that. Why do you think they vilify that? What's what's the reason?
1: I think the number one reason is it's it's our programming. I mean, ultimately it comes down to fear, but we were probably told if we feel that way, we were probably told by somebody else that it's bad to have wealth. And maybe we saw somebody that used their wealth in a bad way or, um, you know, somebody that had an unhealthy relationship with money. Um, thinks that having more money must be bad. Um, whereas I feel like, you know, just we, we can do so much good with that money. We, it's about growing and progressing and protecting ourselves and our family. And then generations to come, my group called Infinite Freedom is called Infinite Freedom because it can continue on perpetually even after you're gone. Um, you yeah. can continue to give to the causes that you uh, th- that you want to. Um, i don't necessarily agree with the whole die with zero thing i'd rather set up a a nice golden goose and then live off of the golden eggs and let that golden goose continue to help other people with golden eggs long
0: after you're gone i know you do some don't you you do some one-on-one coaching as well right i do yeah, yeah. so when you' when you um, come across somebody that that you identify it's fairly easy to identify somewhat quickly someone who has a bad relationship with money right yeah Um, most of us do (laughs) yeah right so how uh, i mean there's a whole there's hundreds of millions of books i would i would guesstimate i don't know if it's that many but there's a lot of books out there right um Of the, uh, where, where would you tell somebody if you identify that, man, they have a really wonky relationship with money and, and, and they need to fix that before they can reach the next level? What would you, what would you recommend to a person like that?
1: Well, I mean, always save more than you spend. That's kind of the, the first one. I mean, interest is a, uh, wonderful servant but a terrible master so you want to be on the receiving side of that Um, like the hoarding mentality is the sure way to get rid of of your wealth you know then the yeah the thief of inflation that robs us all is sure to rob you Um, so the people that um, are filled with fear and think that the the sky is falling and that you know the the country's going to fall and collapse like there's people been saying that you know always and they're going to be right once in a while when there's a recession. But um, you know, those, those that have bet on the US of A have been very well taken care of and they've been uh, very successful. So I think that being being protected in that you have your house in order yeah, can be one of the biggest things that leads to wealth um, because opportunities come and they go, but they tend to present themselves best to those that have their houses
0: in order. Wow. That's powerful. What's next for you?
1: That's a good question. You know, I'm going to continue with what I'm doing here in uh, Infinite Freedom, helping my people both with the individual consulting as well as the, the mastermind group itself. So, um, you know, I will continue. I'm, I'm working on the book by the same name as well, Infinite Freedom. And... So when I get to the other side of that, I, I just want to make sure that it's the best experience for all of my clients that we can have, that we navigate through the changing markets, the full market cycle. Um, you know, everybody looks like a genius when there's a, a bull market run, but kind of getting, you know, more, more the wagon circled for uh, some buying opportunities that will come, you know, yeah. like um, just having people to be like a big, huge tree that's immovable, You know, like those, the, the tree has concentric circles that it just grows and gets bigger and stronger. And there's some years that those concentric circles are further apart. That means it was a great year. There was a lot of nutrients and resources and the tree grew a lot that year. There's some that it's a drought or a famine or whatnot, and there's just a little small growth. Um, And so being prepared for both those lean years and those big years to be able to have something that's so strong and immovable that, you know, it, it can't be disrupted by nature.
0: Wow. What is the um, website address for people to check out or is there one? Yeah, absolutely. Theinfinitefreedom.com The infinite, I'm going to put it on the screen, freedom.com Yeah.
1: Okay. And if you go to theinfinitefreedom.com slash summit, that's where we're going to be having our uh, upcoming summit in June where we'll have some uh, you know, some keynote speakers. Tim Tebow is going to be speaking there. We have some who uh, Tim Tebow. The, wow. The Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah.
0: Tim Tebow. Wow. That's, yeah. that's insane. Wow.
1: Yeah. He'll and be there. Yeah. And some, some other great gurus. It's going to be really a good conference. People are going to come away learning a lot and having a great network. When is that? So that'll be June 8th through 10th up at Snowbird, Utah. Back to my old stomping grounds where I was the snowmobile
0: guy. You invited me to that, didn't you? You're didn't sure you? welcome to come. You bet. Jeez. So uh, how did the Robert Kiyosaki thing come about that you were sit. you said you were sitting in a room with him or meeting with him and a small group.
1: Yeah. A good friend of mine, Tom Burns is a, uh, he, he's a doctor. He has a group called the rich doctor and, um, he, bought robert kiyosaki's first copy of his book and robert talks about it in his forward to tom's book uh, he he'd set him out at some i think it was a car wash uh, that was a friend of his or something and tom picked up the first book and they hadn't been selling for weeks nobody would pick up uh, robert's book they thought it was too edgy and you know Um, Tom ended up buying one and he came back and, and bought them all and gave them away to, you know, some friends and that. And, and he, he and uh, Robert have been good friends ever since. So it was nice that Robert spoke at a little event that Tom put on in Scottsdale a couple of weeks ago. So getting to speak with him and some other people that are part of the. Uh, you know, Rich Dad uh, series was great. Tom Wheelwright and Ken McElroy and some of these just great I've, minds.
0: Ken's a friend of mine. I've had him on the show.
1: Hey, he's a great guy. He really knows what he's doing. He's he's, he's a very smart. very smart guy when it comes to, you know, like multifamily especially. That's his thing.
0: He's brilliant. And Mark Victor Hansen, I know, who's a good friend of mine. He's friends mm-hmm. with, with Robert and and yeah. Sharon Lecter. I know. I know all yeah. of them. That's that's so incredible, man. Um, so, so next for you is, 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 you don't have a ginormous plan, no, um, take over the world plans,
1: (laughs) you know, uh, I, I, I will do better, you know, like my, my, most of my money comes from the investments themselves more so than, you know, like the, it will from a tuition or consulting from uh, these people, but just making sure that I have the network and the knowledge to be able to. Uh, help help increase and and grow that uh that nest egg allows me to be a great dad and to be the dad that i want to and to uh you know enjoy the the small things you know taking my dad to the sand dunes where i can uh you know take him out like he used to when i was a kid and just i don't know how much longer i'll have to be able to do that and if i waited till i was 70 to you know hang it up and and start enjoying life, then I will have missed it all. So, uh, yes, I do want to make a big difference. I do want to connect people with great investments to build those great industries. And, um, you know, where um, I, I tell people that investors get paid to make the world a better place. And so, when we find technologies and things that are making the world a better place. If, there's, if they're not making money, they go to die usually. And so it's a win-win-win. It's a win for the world and the consumer because there's this better product. There's, it's a win for the company because they have the money they need from the investors. And it's a win for the investors who grew their wealth while making the world a better place.
0: Wow. Amen. <laughs> I think that's what I'm supposed to say there. That, well, I, and
1: I believe in the power of small numbers. I don't need a million people in the group to, to, you know, be fulfilled on that. There's a, we have a group that's growing and it's strong and it's solid and it's been working well for people. And yeah, we're continuing on.
0: That's, that's so incredible. So anybody watching, you know, I find myself and I'll just put it out there. I find myself sometimes going I'm trading my time for dollars again and and I'm not scaling. And, but, but I, you know, there, there is this quandary, I believe for most entrepreneurs where you're like, I don't want to trade my time for dollars anymore. Right. Yeah. But how do you get yourself like these things need to get done. And I've found myself in the middle of this vortex. Like I can't, I can't hire somebody to do that because it would take too long to train them on how to do that. And then like, how do you, what, what do you suggest to somebody going through that?
1: Well, like I, like I said, some people want to man their station and some people want to over, you know, manage people that are doing that. Um, You can either be a a knight on the chessboard or you can be the person moving the pieces. Both are very important. Both are needed, but um, Mm -hmm. the, important thing is, is just the quality. Um, you can't replicate garbage and expect anything good. So taking the time to wow. create the systems that need to be done and without it being written, it's not a system. So writing down the system that needs to be done, and then people know what to expect. There's a huge disconnect when you look at the, the studies that have been done between what an, an, an employer wants an employee to do and what an employee thinks that their employer wants right you know and and when there's a problem it's we employees employers it's easy to blame the employees but the problem 95% of the time is with the system itself so just focusing okay. on that system and you don't have to do it all at once fix one thing a week or you know create one system a day or a week create one or two a month you know pretty soon you know instead of of you know kind of like bushwhacking it through a a dirt road that has weeds and yeah stones all through it. You're going to have a seven lane highway and it's just going to be natural. You'll have momentum on your side. You'll have a culture that, as you mentioned, Dan Sullivan would say is a self-managing company rather than just one that you are, um, you know, trying to, to, to just force along. A lot of people think they have a business, but they just have a job and it's a job that nobody wants because, um, you know, it's one that you couldn't hire somebody else for. They wouldn't put up
0: with what you're
1: asking them to do.
0: Wow. That's powerful. So, um, and do you have a book?
1: The Infinite Freedom. Well, Infinite Freedom, as the book's called, is going to be coming out uh, next quarter. Okay. So, yep. Yeah, it, and it goes through a lot of the dissecting of the investments, using uh, investments as the key to unlock our freedoms for. Uh, the things that do matter more, but yeah, we go through some examples of these investments. Like I'd mentioned the one in New York that have that protected downside. Um, you know, there are, are several others that have incredible technologies that kind of have a, a legal unfair advantage. And that's what we look for is that top quartile of investments Right, that we come together. So you're not just finding the one from your brother-in-law who says, Hey, I think here's a great deal to invest in, but you can, uh, the point is to have. 30 different investments that you can pick between and you're picking the best of the best of the best and you get to be a snob and say, okay, I want the (laughs) best of these ones because you know what right looks like. And you're not investing out of the fear because you think, Hey, this is the only one out there. I better invest in this one or I'm going to miss out. Wow. We're looking for excuses to say no. And if you can't find that excuse, then, then you can probably move
0: forward. Jeez. That's so powerful though. I mean, and it's scary at the same time. It's like, I'm talking to one of the sharks right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, It might not be a good deal. Like I, and again, I do, I think, you know, I think about some of the the things I've done and other people I know. And it's like, like you get so, we get so passionate about our own things and emotionally attached to that, that, if somebody says, no, I don't want to invest, it almost feels personal. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Eric, you are maybe the smartest guy I've ever talked to. Like you're definitely in the top, top five for sure. Oh man, you got to get out more Ken. I know. Right. (laughs) Um, no, you're, you're brilliant, man. You've dropped a lot of bombs. Just if somebody would go back through this, and I'm going to, but you go back through and listen to some of the things that you said, it's just absolute power. So, um, you know, thank you. And thank you to Connie for connecting us. Connie Wittich is who connected us. She's an amazing woman. She's Uh, great. She's She's awesome. She is. She's incredible. So, Um, and you're right here in the greater Dallas area, which is unbelievable, right? So yeah, um, glad to have you here. Yeah, I'm gotta. I gotta run out. There's a Bucky's out by you somewhere, so (laughs) you bet there
1: is. (laughs) I know. know. You can come get some beaver nuggets.
0: Yeah, I've I whatever those
1: are. I'm not sure what a beaver nugget is, but neither am I. I hear good things.
0: Oh, uh, well, Eric, thank you so much. I look forward to uh, maybe having lunch with you one of these days, but uh, thank you for, for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your time with the audience. And um, I'm going to go ahead and end the live stream, but is, at, go, go to the infinite, the infinite forward, forward slash summit. And, um, check out the summit and that's June. When you said June, it's
1: gonna be June 8th through 10th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday,
0: 8th, 9th, and 10th. Okay. Um, you guys go over and check it out and, and it'd be, it'd be worth it for sure to be there. So thank you all very much, Eric. Thank you. If you'll hang on for me, um, we'll finish up here in a second, but thank you all. And if you shared this, (laughs) A big extra thank you. So thank you so much. See you later. Thank you, Eric. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me.